We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 268. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And this is the It Got Hot edition. And fast. Really fast. My gosh. We were sitting in the 60s and 40s and then all of a sudden, what was it, Saturday? Yep. Saturday. I mean, the overnight low Friday night into Saturday morning didn't drop, drop to like 58 and then... Boom! It just exploded. Funny thing is, I went on a cave tour at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning, and it was a little foggy still. We had some fog that morning. Yeah. And it was a bit overcast. Of course, it was just foggy. Go in the cave. No sun. It was still a little cool from the morning. I come out of the cave one hour later, and it's like summer occurred while I was in the cave. Absolute. Clear skies, sunny skies, no fog, and hot in one hour. That's weirdest insane. thing ever. Weirdest thing ever. Well, I, I posted a thermograph from our weather station, and it was a 24-hour thing from noon Friday to noon Saturday, and the line was just linear, like 58, 60, and all of a sudden about you know 10 or 11 o'clock, like you said, then pow, it just went up there to 83. It was pr- pretty amazing. And the... Uh, uh, humidity came with it. It's like yeah. we went to summer all of a sudden. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and what happened was there was a big old warm front down there in Arkansas, and everybody knew it was going to kind of come up. Um, we have been in that Omega block. Last week was the Omega block, and that put us in a northwest flow, and that broke down Wednesday or Thursday, started teetering, and then all of a sudden on Saturday, the whole pattern shifted, and we got a warm front coming up from the south, and that just brought us our summery weather, but active. Now, I will say we're recording this on Monday, May 8th. Uh, It's a little after 9 o'clock. We are under a severe thunderstorm watch until 11, Hmm. Um, but there's I don't see anything out there. I mean, mean, around us. It's out there. It's just not here. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's one storm uh, just developed just north of Nevada along a frontal boundary. And that thing, this after, this, earlier this evening, started dropping tennis ball-sized hail. Yep. Now, the forecast was for this boundary to start sagging to the south. So when the boundary sagged to the south and the, and the thunderstorms were heading east, they would give this illusion of uh, a southeasterly movement. Now, yep. what happened... The front, I think, near Nevada, it hadn't really done anything. That storm has been sitting there for hours. It's moved very, very slowly. We're getting all kinds of hail reports out of it, though. Yeah, and I think it's still dropping, like, ping-pong ball yep. size. Yep. I'm surprised there's no uh, f- flood stuff. 
Well, I agree. I mean, there is, you know, near Osage Beach, but nothing out of that storm. I mean, it's moving so slowly. I thought maybe it was going to, you know, and it probably is. Right over there, that's kind of a, a dry area. I'll talk about a little bit more about that a little later. Oh, that's right. But yeah. still, even with the dryness, you'd think uh, it might not soak in as easy. I mean, but now you got, you got your uh, vegetation is flourishing now. So Yeah, especially those 90-degree 90 degree things up there. Yeah, what's going on? Uh, temps on Saturday up around 90, lows in the 60s. Friday, we're in the, the, the low 60s for highs. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm real curious. We're going to get to your segment in a minute, but the, it's like everything just shifted so fast. I don't understand what why it was so fast. It was a quick one. Uh, and I know people complain. We, we actually kind of had a spring. I mean, if you think about it, this is May. In March, it kind of warmed up a little bit. We've had kind of a spring, but yeah. uh, <clears throat> here's another thing I got to tell people. Right before we started recording, I almost got choked on an M M&M. and M. Wow. So, it, yeah. <laughs> so if you hear me clearing my throat, one M M&M? and M. Well, I had several, but one of them gotcha. <laughs> down the wrong pipe. Gotcha. <clears throat> so I do apologize uh, if I. If I clear my throat, because it's either that or a cough in the microphone, I'm not going to do that. Um, normal high for today is 74 and 53, so obviously we are way above average. Next week, the average, um, the 15th, 76 and 55. We're getting up there. Um, so I'm just curious of how long all of this is going to stick around, what you're seeing on the model. So let's get to the next segment. Model Minute, Model Minute, what do they say? It's the Model Minute. Now this week, you're going to have some, you're going to be busy. <laughs> There's stuff. It's just wave after wave after wave of precipitation, it looks like, on the uh, GFS. Okay. Um, you know, I did see the, I don't know if you saw it, they posted a, a neat little uh, animation of the uh, next seven days, the Storm Prediction Center, Convective Outlooks, and we're not really in it, but all around us kind of is on every every day. There's something near us. So, you know, if that expands at all, of course, we do have chances of, of showers and thunderstorms almost every day this week. And it, the forecast keeps changing because t- two days ago, Branson was supposed to be mostly sunny and dry, and now what, they're up to, to 60%. I'm like, Really? I mean, is it that unpredictable? Apparently. I mean, the uh, GFS has has a, a wave coming through every day here, and it's, you know, some of it's stronger than others. It looks like Oklahoma's kind of in for it. I think they're actually under a slight for I can't read but I need glasses Friday it looks like. <laughs> Friday? Yeah, I'll I'll check real quick. Yeah. Uh I, 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 if I remember the correctly what they posted earlier, but according to the models, I would assume they are. Oh, day four. So Monday to Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Thir- yeah, Thursday that is, there's a 15% from western Oklahoma up through western Nebraska. Huh. Now, let's see, day three, uh, marginal slide is over there in Colorado. Interesting. See, they changed that too. Now, now tomorrow, they've... Inch that slight to Joplin. I I just now saw that, but now we're all in a marginal again. Again. So that must be what you're seeing. And we were two or three times this week, early morning in marginal, they they took us out. 
Yeah, I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> there's there's too many things I'm not understanding lately. But it is an active period. Uh, whether it's severe weather, you know, you just I just don't know. But it is May, so you got to pay attention to that. Definitely, there's always a chance for severe weather in May. Uh, now the thermals look, you know, pretty consistent. What is our average high these days? Uh, average seventies, uh, mid seventies. Yeah, well, we're probably going to beat that, it looks like to me. Because I heard, not from anyone credible, but I heard that they said that, that oh, they heard that uh, temperatures are going to settle back down into the 70s again. It was like, I mean, well, I didn't even look. That's normal, right? Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't see uh, Monday, a week from today, high 75. Oh, okay. But in the 80s every other day before that. Wow. You know. So, uh, yeah, tomorrow they moved us up to a 60% chance. That's crazy. Showers likely and possibly. I'm on the, on the forecast grid now. Okay. Showers likely and possibly a thunderstorm after 1 p.m. <laughs> Is that? <laughs> so different than two days ago. Yeah. <coughs> That's crazy. But I think uh, the models are kind of showing like maybe a pop-up situation possibly well and uh, yeah i agree because that that's one thing i mentioned the other day i mean we're getting into that time you know 80s with the dew points in upper 60s to 70s with full sunshine that's you're we're getting into popper territory at that mm-hmm. point 60 percent chance on thursday it just doesn't, it doesn't give me a percentage on friday but it looks pretty a pretty good chance. That's when uh, I saw that all that on the models coming out of Oklahoma. Sixty percent chances. Yeah, that's what it says on the hourly for Friday. Do you so, see when this might break? I mean, this pattern um, might shift. Let's see. It looks like on the GFS. Give it a, a week. Of course, you can't go off of a week all on right. the models, right. but it looks like it settles down. The precipitation dries out. Okay, so but, probably next week it might kind of yeah 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 equalize. But, yeah, right. That's what they I said mean, to, for, for for tomorrow. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. I mean, we need the rain. So that's... that's yeah, we do. That, that's really... A, you you want to hit the drought now since we're talking uh, about well, rain? Yeah, I mean... I got it, some stuff. For, it's pretty crazy that drought is. I, I, I sent it to you the other day. Yeah. Uh, Central Missouri, they put it... I'm going to bring it up a graphic so I can... Uh, Refresh my memory here, and it's not going to load for some reason. But uh, the middle part of Missouri is in a drought, and uh, it was just the very eastern or the western, sorry, part uh-huh. of Missouri. But it looks like I mean, north of I forty four, or on uh, from Kansas all the way to Illinois, is now under a severe drought in May. Boy, and that a needs little, to change. And a little speck over there in uh, Barton, Vernon County, where exactly where that rain is falling right now, uh-huh. exactly where is under an extreme drought. So maybe that's going to help. Uh, maybe nature's like, okay, y'all are extreme. Right. We need to give you some water. Right. <laughs> of course, nothing around Branson. I mean, all this is all no. north of Springfield. Joplin, though, yeah, they're they're in a uh, in a moderate drought over there. So. I'm reading warnings that are coming down. I'm just kind of... Oh, we got some new I'm warnings. To, oh, and that's the other thing. If we get some new warnings uh, close yeah, to us, Corey's going to have think, to bail and tend to the site. But that's yeah. okay. I, I can I can talk for hours. You yeah, know I'm sure. 
I think we're okay on this one. Yeah. Um, I now this severe thunderstorm watch came down about three thirty, and it was a short fuse mesoscale discussion because they were talking about hail to two inches and everything. And MD came down and said we're going to have to issue this within an hour. Issuance probability ninety five percent. And then when it came down, it included Branson, but the the discussion outline was. I think I said from like Highway 16 North. We that weren't happens, even in it. That happens a lot, though. That's true. You know, they they'll uh, analyze everything. So I was kind of surprised. So I've I've had a time lapse going all day. I've <laughs> I mean nothing but you know little clouds going on. I mean I thought ooh we're gonna get some pop storms. No, that's not gonna happen. But now once that front because storms are sagging into South Central Missouri, West Plains area. And to the east, they're chopping that uh, sphere thunderstorm watch off from the back. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's that's what happens. That's what happens. You know, the front moves through, the thread ends. So uh, the 8 o'clock update an hour ago, you, I'm glad you texted yeah. me. We're still in slight. I mean, apparently the chance is still there. I mean, you got OBs flying around out there. Oh, gosh, yes. So anywhere there's a disturbance... You have a chance of some storms, and it's happening to our east. And of course, they'll be over with before anybody ever listens to this. But uh, right, but it, but but my whole point is, it's just very interesting what's going on because we had some high SB Cape that surface base energy. It was forty five hundred, and everybody was screaming. And right. I, I watched the the sin or convective inhibition just go away. So we had the instability there. We didn't have a lot of wind shear. So we don't need it, but then the lapse rate, I mean, everything was kind of topsy-turvy. So when they come down with that severe thunderstorm watch, I thought, okay, here we go. We're going to get something. Not yet. Now, the severe thunderstorm watch goes till 11, so we've got an hour and a half. <laughs> it looks like stuff just wants to pop right over the county to our east, which is Ozark County. It looks like it could get interesting to our east. And I think in that where they initially said stuff was going to fire, it like did. They even drew, drew a, a circle on the map saying this is where <laughs> the heaviest hail could be and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, and then so. hardly anything here. I yeah. don't know. Well, uh, I think it'll, I think all this, well, if we get rain, it'll have, uh, condi- you know, I washed my car the other day. I went ran it through the car wash. First time this oh, year. Good. So I, I am going to look into, I've been thinking about that, that, you know, doing the monthly. You thing know, what's there. interesting is that storm near Nevada, how I said it was right over the, the extreme drought area, just slowly moving. Yeah. Well, tomorrow's the day they measure the drought. So ah. maybe by Thursday, we'll see if it did anything. Oh, that's right. They they take readings on the Tuesday, but they is, but release on Thursday. One storm is not going to bust an extreme drought. Oh, no. It's an extreme. No. And we said that, what, was two years ago we had the drought? It's like it, one yeah. big storm is not going to do it. No. Yeah. I mean, it's a tiny little... Now, now it's a tiny little extreme point in Missouri. Now, it probably extends on into Kansas and Oklahoma. Oh, right. Just a little sliver of it, of it is in Missouri. So maybe... I mean, it could do... It could help. It's going to help, definitely. Yeah, it has but, to help. But it, it's scary, though, that we're still talking about drought in May. Severe drought... From Kansas to Illinois in May? That's that's not good. What's up with that? I don't know. I I hope we get some stuff because you remember California was a mega drought, and all of a sudden then they got deluged and yeah. 
three feet of rain and now snow melt and there's flat. Everything's extreme. Have you seen the uh, the uh, seven day QPF lately? No, That's, I haven't either. I'm going to bring it up right okay. here on the uh, stormdarweather.com. Okay, Q- QPF we talk about. That's called quantitative precipitation forecast, and it's a measurement from the Weather Prediction Center of uh, projecting of how much rain they forecast to get, like in a seven day period. You know, Oklahoma, they're in the three to four. Oh, really? The Grove area, Mima area. Uh, yeah, three to four, maybe. Oh, my. It's uh, way, Now, for way Branson, up. an inch and a half to two. Boy, okay. Texas, I tell you what, <laughs> what, the whole state is lit up. <laughs> really? And I'm telling you, parts of Texas and southern part of Texas near the Mexico border, seven inches, seven to ten inches. Whoa. It almost looks like a tropical system's coming up and affecting Texas. You know, look at that. Oh my gosh! I wonder if there and is. It, and, it, and it extends. Yeah, I'm all looking now. All the way to the southern part of Southwest Missouri. Oh my gosh! Isn't that weird? Wow! And and you can let's see. What's the address? It's wpc.noaa.gov, I think. And you can go and look at all this. All these different government agencies. Or you can say, see it on the Stormdar Weather. Yeah. Oh. Dot com. Tell us about on that. On the Severe Weather page. It's Storm- on there. Stormdarweather.com and go to Severe Weather page. And it, is it at the bottom? Yeah, it's one of the bottom graphics. I think I've just memorized all these addresses, you know. But yeah, yeah. we have it. We, Corey's fixed up the, the site if you haven't been there. Everything is there that you'd need drought, uh, severe. Lake levels. Lake levels, yes. Uh, Whatever you want. Actually, our podcast, you can get our podcast there. And our weather schools, every weather school that we have is there. Well, good. Well, you know, I I went to wash the car because I was washing some stuff off of it. So I I think we need to talk about that. (laughs) Pollen's getting thicker. Now, last week you said that you no, you blew off all the pollen. Oh, I did this week, too. And this time, not only did I wear goggles over my eyes, I wore two COVID masks while I did this. Didn't affect me anymore. Good. That was, if I hadn't have done that, I'd have been sneezing all day. Because you said last week you were kind of messed up, right? Oh, yeah. It gets in, it, it, it really bothers you, but you protect that face and you're nose and your mouth and your eyes i could i could uh, blow that pollen all day jeez of course and then you have those little those long stringy things from the trees and i don't know what they are but they were everywhere they're annoying yeah they're yeah. almost as annoying annoying as the little whirly birds yeah well, these, <laughs> these are worse at least i can throw them up and they look like little helicopters right. these just <laughs> exactly pile up and yeah I, you know, I just something I never thought of because the amount of trees in Silver Dollar City oh, is just insane. Do you have gumball trees there too? Oh, yeah, sure. So there's gumballs around everywhere. We have every kind of tree, I think. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. My mother, no uh, palm trees, popped her ankle on a gumball. Oh, yeah. Ended up in a boot for like, I don't know, a week, two weeks or something. Wow. Yeah. She was real happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, predominant pollens today, or right now, are oak and mulberry. And here's a new one: grasses. People are mowing. Sure, uh, mowing mulberry. I don't know what. I didn't look at Springfield. I kind of forgot. Uh, Springfield is more detailed than than what I got from pollen.com. But Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, high readings. Tuesday and Thursday is medium high. 
But now that they've, you know, upped all this rain chances, I mean, when it rains, that does kind of calm the pollen down a little bit. What tree did you say? Uh, Oak and mulberry. Yeah, I got on mine today that says moderate. It says high for walnut. Walnut? Hmm. Juglins. You know what a juglin is? It's a walnut tree, apparently. Really? It's the... I thought it was a southern juggler. It's a <laughs> category of tree. Wait. <laughs> okay. Sorry. That's right. <laughs> okay, yes. Category of tree. I got pine being low, sycamore being low, mulberry, box elder, maple, hickory, and oak is moderate, and walnut is high. And that comes from Springfield. Wow. Grass is moderate. No well, ragweed. No, ain't. we're yeah. not going to get a ragweed for a while. For a while. <laughs> yeah, well, grasses. Now, is grasses in the same category as weeds, or is that just grasses? Uh, Does that make sense? No, oh, this has a different category for okay. grass. Okay. So. Yeah, it's it's all, I mean, uh, I played the show. Mold uh, is a little out there, too. It's moderate. Oh, that's going to really kick up this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was like after I played the show, I ran it through that little car wash, and I came back home. My car was all nice. And then the next morning, I looked out, and it was just covered in pollen again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And stupid me, two days ago, I forgot to take my antihistamine. And I thought, well, I'm doing really well. Until late in the afternoon, all of a sudden, I started blowing right. up. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, that's uh, that's what I got in that department. But uh, mm-hmm. So this week's we should get to the weather school, which is all about tornadoes. I thought that said tomatoes when I looked at it oh, at first. Oh, tomatoes? No, it says tornadoes. Well, uh, we need to have I it. got my first tomato on my, oh, on, my on a vine today. Good. I, I just noticed it. I mean, it's tiny. Okay. I also have some have a lot of blackberry boom, blooms. I'm going to have some good blackberry uh, cobbler or ice cream coming up one Ooh. of these days. I think Probably my grandmother made blackberry cobbler. So. Yeah, yeah. My wife's not a big cobbler fan, but we'll put blackberries on like vanilla ice cream, mix it up a little bit. Ooh, good that's stuff. nice. Good stuff. She's not a tomato fan either. No. Yeah. Unless I, I can make uh, <laughs> pasta sauce with it. She'll put it in lasagna. And she'll eat it then. Yeah. Yeah. I like. It. I mean, Cher and I have a lot of the same taste, which is wild. But yeah. Anyway, so not tomatoes. I don't have a weather school in tomatoes. Maybe you should make a weather school in tomatoes. I can do it. Uh, anyway, but no, tornadoes. This is May, after all, and uh, we are in that time of year, and we see a tornado warning almost every day somewhere in the country. So let's uh, talk about that and get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Storm Dar Weather Spring is prime severe weather season, and atmospheric conditions are getting ripe for tornadoes. A tornado is a rapidly rotating column of air that is in contact with both the surface of the earth and a cumulonimbus cloud. The windstorm is often referred to as a twister, whirlwind, or a cyclone. 
If you were to look down from the sky toward the surface of the Earth, then you'll see that the winds travel counterclockwise around the storm system in the northern hemisphere. Tornadoes come in many shapes and sizes, and they are often visible in the form of a condensation funnel originating from the base of a cumulonimbus cloud, with a cloud of rotating debris and dust beneath it. Most tornadoes have wind speeds less than 110 miles per hour, or about 250 feet across, and travel just a few miles before dissipating. The most extreme tornadoes can attain wind speeds of more than 300 miles per hour, are more than two miles in diameter, and stay on the ground for dozens of miles. Other tornado-like phenomena that exist in nature include the gustnado, the dust devil, the fire whirl, and the steam devil. Tornadoes occur most frequently in North America, particularly in central and southeastern regions of the United States, colloquially known as Tornado Alley. They also occur in southern Africa, northwestern and southeast Europe, western and southeastern Australia, New Zealand, Bangladesh, and adjacent eastern India, and southeastern South America. Tornadoes can be detected before or as they occur through the use of pulse Doppler radar by recognizing patterns in velocity and reflectivity data, such as the hook echoes or debris balls, as well as through the efforts of storm spotters. There are several scales for rating the strength of tornadoes. The Fujita scale rates tornadoes by damage caused and has been replaced in some countries by the updated Enhanced Fujita scale. An F0 or EF0 tornado, the weakest category, damages trees, but not substantial structures. An F5 or EF5 tornado, the strongest category, rips buildings off their foundations and can deform large skyscrapers. There are several different types of tornadoes. One is called a rope tornado. Rope tornadoes are some of the smallest and most common types of tornadoes, getting their name from their rope-like appearance. Most tornadoes begin and end their life cycle as a rope tornado before growing into a larger twister or dissipating into thin air. However, some may last for only a few brief minutes, retaining their rope-like appearance the entire time that they are in contact with the ground. Despite their small size, they can still be dangerous to those in their path. Although rope tornadoes may look weaker than much larger ones, some get more intense as they narrow and tighten. Another type is a cone tornado. When people think of a tornado rolling across the plains in the central U.S., a cone tornado is often what comes to mind. Cone tornadoes, similar to rope tornadoes, get their name from their shape. They are narrower where they touch the ground than where they meet at the base of the associated thunderstorm. These are generally more dangerous than rope tornadoes as their paths tend to be wider and they can leave a larger trail of damage. A stovepipe tornado is similar to a cone, 
The main difference being that they are generally the same width at the base of the thunderstorm as where they meet the ground. Another kind is a wedge tornado. Some of the largest and most destructive tornadoes in history fall in the category of a wedge tornado. Wedge tornadoes can appear wider than they are tall, and they can leave behind a large trail of destruction in their wake. Wedges are usually major tornadoes, meaning that they are given a rating of EF3 or higher. Some of the worst tornadoes in history were wedge tornadoes, including the El Reno tornado that tracked across Oklahoma on May 31, 2013. This was the widest tornado ever recorded, growing to 2.6 miles wide during the height of the storm. Multivortex and Satellite Tornadoes Some supercell thunderstorms can produce multiple tornadoes throughout the life of the storm, but others may produce multiple twisters at the same time. Supercell thunderstorms are organized storms that have a strong circulation. This circulation is what helps lead to the formation of a tornado. Multivortex means that you have at least two, if not more, little areas that are swirling around the main parent circulation. While multivortex tornadoes have small ropes spinning around them, in extreme cases, a storm can produce two tornadoes spinning independently of each other. When this occurs, the second tornado that forms is called a satellite tornado. These are extremely rare and can lead to multiple trails of damage in the wake of the storm. Another kind is a water spout or a land spout. These may look like tornadoes, but they can develop when no thunderstorms are in the area. Although water spouts are always tornadoes by definition, they don't officially count in tornado records unless they hit land. While some water spouts develop the same way that tornadoes do, many are not associated with supercell thunderstorms. They are smaller and weaker than most intense Great Plains tornadoes, but still can be quite dangerous. Despite being weaker than most tornadoes, they can still be strong enough to overturn boats and create rough seas. No matter what type of whirling dervish comes down from the sky, the best thing to do is find shelter immediately. Never ignore a tornado warning when it is issued for your community. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And hopefully you will know now how to protect yourself from tornadoes. Where do you need to go? And please leave the mobile home. Don't stay in your mobile home. I don't no. care what people say. I've had people actually come up to say, well, we've got these cables and we've secured it way in the ground and we've done this. I'm like, but it's like no protection. There's nothing between you and the storm. Yeah. So what did you think <laughs> of that uh, tornado warn storm? Was it two nights ago? Ended up in north central Missouri, but it was tornado warned for how long? Oh, my gosh. That thing hung on for hours. Yeah. Where did it start? 
It was uh, north. It was northwest. But it was north, north, north east of Kansas City, way up there. Yeah, I have to look at the thing. Yeah, and it it turned tornadic. Just that single cell. There nothing was a, around. It was it. confirmed on the ground too, and yeah. it was right where the radars don't exist. Of course, right in the middle of every <laughs> radar I had on the map. So who knows? I mean, I call it no man's land. Yeah. Between radars, so you can't get good surface ob- uh, radar readings. Yeah, because because at that point the radar is looking it. way up in the sky. It, it was it was warned that area is covered by the Kansas City office. I don't know if how it works if each National Weather Service radar can be tuned specifically to a certain count. I, I don't know because hmm. Kansas City wasn't any closer than any <laughs> other radar so you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah it's just weird now mizzou not mizzou yeah mizzou yeah, has mizzou. a radar that but it's little, like little tiny thing yeah it looks like a penny you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, i think you have to be right right if up it on were it. larger you know if jeff city had a radar or columbia that would help yeah and know? it doesn't have to be massive just no. something to fill in that space. Yeah, i agree terrible hole up there and the the there's another place in Texas that does that same thing. I mean, oh, there's they're holes. everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. But so, why are the storms trying to evade the radar? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that thing. That was an EF two, wasn't it? I mean, it I'm was. Not, I didn't. I didn't get a. Re, uh, I didn't hear about that, but I know it was a large confirmed tornado. I I think I heard on the new on KY three they were talking about there's no weather channel. They're talking about it. 135 mile per hour wow. assessment. It was 99 for a while, and then another. It because it just kept going. I think it finally dissipated after uh, it was before it got to the St. Louis area. I, it was only gold boxes, not red boxes. But, but that thing held held on. Yeah, it did. That was crazy. Um, hey, speaking of that, let's let's stick on the, the the tornado warning. Did you see in Nebraska there was a tornado warning? For a land spout. A land spout. Yeah. They're kind of cool. Yeah. Do you know the definition betwixt the two? Uh, I used to. I had to look it up because I forgot. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's a rapidly moving column of air. I know that. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of like the difference between hail and sleet. It's how it's made. Yeah. So what I read, and makes sense to me, a tornado is from a supercell with a, ro- a strong updraft, and it gets it starts in the cloud and, like, you know, once you make right. contact with the ground, then it's called a tornado. A land spout is not made from that, and it's usually started on the ground and okay. goes up to the cloud because it's 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 a swirl that got caught in an updraft, and then so it that so they call it a land spout. And there's no real supercell associated with it. Right. I thought, ooh, that's kind of cool. But it can still do damage. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. They say you know some of them they're usually weak EF zero EF one, but you right. can get EF twos out sure. of them that point uh, and we see not we but you know people can see water spouts over the ocean all the, oh, time. All the time i've always wanted to see one me too they're beautiful i know they just sit there it's like yeah in awe because they're usually not supercell related you know no. you're you're not going to get these 80 mile an hour winds well unless you're right up next to it i guess yeah, right uh speaking of, also a tornado uh branson fire i think ted is gonna have some fun on wednesday Ted Martin, fire chief, the, the monthly outdoor warning siren test. Oh, I wrote text on the thing. Test is Wednesday, the, the second Wednesday the, of the month. The OWS? Yes. It, they're not tornado sirens. People say that. I mean, they can be used for tornadoes. 
What what's some of the other criteria? It's uh uh hail, wind. Like big hail and oh uh, yeah, wind. I think he said golf ball or larger. So really, really and and then yeah. what, seventy mile an hour wind or something. Like or seventy. Yeah, yeah so we get a derecho. They're going right. to fire. Yeah. And again, we say this every time, and we still have people that don't, don't understand. These are, in the name, outdoor warning sirens. So when we have tests, people will be inside and say, I didn't hear it in my house. Well, you're not supposed to hear it in your house. <laughs> I have an indoor warning siren. It's called my weather radio. People need weather radios. It'll wake you up. But yeah, yeah. And you can program them, too. You know, yeah. I, I still, I have people that's like, well, you know, it, it's... It's too tough to, to, to program. It's like, you know, the fire department can program it for you for free. It's pretty easy, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, like my mother, you know, people up there, I mean, yeah. she won't know how to do it. Uh, and especially if you're, in, again, if you're in a motorhome, get out of the motorhome if you get a tornado warning. <laughs> uh, yeah, second Wednesday of the month, and since it's May, this Wednesday is going to happen. So, you got anything in, in other news? Uh, not really. Oh. I was going to do drought, but I already did that. Okay. I just got one more thing, okay. which I thought was fascinating, and I still don't completely understand it. Did you hear in Illinois, that massive dust storm? I did. Near Springfield, Illinois. It and crippled people. Y- you don't I mean, really people. don't think dust storm in Illinois, you know? I know. I thought, what? <laughs> what am, I, am I reading that right? Yeah. They're saying 70 vehicles crashed. <laughs> That's crazy. And I think, uh, let me see, uh, uh, some people died. Yeah, seven seven people died That's in this thing. And uh, what they said was, it was they had just freshly mowed fields, and a strong wind came oh. up, and it just picked up all that dust. Wow. Flew it across there. Uh, they must have mowed a lot. Or I mean, <laughs> what? what? I mean, that's a big... Those fields, man. <laughs> I didn't see... Did you see pictures of this dust storm? Did you? Did it get dark? Like a... uh, Kind of. Huh. Kind of, I mean, I, I I want to see more pictures of it. Yeah. Uh, it it said it said the crashes along Interstate 55 happened shortly before 11 a.m. in Montgomery and Sagamon counties, in south of the state capital, which is Springfield. Um, the 37 people were hospitalized with injuries injuries ranging from life threatening to minor. Uh, those injured range uh, in age from two to 80. Uh, that was just crazy because, again. Seriously, a dust storm you know, out of nowhere. Uh-huh. I just thought that was wow. very, yeah, very fascinating. It's all over the place. I would strongly suggest reading that. Now, you know, two semis. I mean, it, it's it, it's crazy. So anyway, well, if you don't have anything, then I think it's time to get to the last. Oh, I have one. Oh wait, 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 wait. Okay. It's just a warning. Okay. Oh, a warning. It's May. Yes. But I'm going to tell you this. I've heard ticks are very bad this year. Oh, great. Very bad. People are already pulling them off of each other and the dogs and everything else. Oh. So if they're already bad in the spring, what are they going to be like in the summer? You know? Oh, geez. Maybe it didn't get... People are thinking maybe it didn't get cold enough during this past winter to really kill off the ticks. I've heard that two or three different times. Yeah. It got cold, but we didn't have devastating coldness that would really... You know, they can burrow down in the ground or under leaves or under, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. So, uh... Watch out for ticks. Well, okay, on that note, I don't know if it's something different in my chemical makeup, but my buddy Phil, uh, we go out and play disc golf. He's picking them off of him 
and he's picking them off his bag. He says, look at that. There's one crawling up my bag. I haven't found any on me. <laughs> Are you talking the big ones or the little tiny uh, seed? Tick? Not the seeds, just the, yeah. you know, the, the brown ones with the little thing on them. Well, and the other thing is those things can travel. Oh, yeah. I Absolutely. didn't know that. There's, they'll travel fast. <laughs> well, there's more and more uh, cases coming out in the past few years than ever before of something called alpha-gal syndrome. Do you know what that is? I actually do. I listen to my medical podcast. Alpha-gal syndrome is basically it's a, it's a red meat allergy caused by a tick bite. Mammal meat. Which is crazy. And you can have anaphylactic shock if you eat a hamburger. There's a girl I work with that had that issue. No way. So now she is no more no more mammal meat. So she can do chicken and yeah. turkey and stuff? And uh, pork. I think she can do pork. Uh, pork. But uh, that is the strangest thing. But, but there's more cases popping up, but nobody knows why now more than ever. Hmm. If it's something we're eating or they're eating or what's causing it, you know? And why? Why be allergic to red meat? Yeah, that makes no sense to me. I don't get it. But that's what you get from ticks. You know, you used to have the Rocky Mountain fever, and there was another one that you really had to watch out for. Lyme's disease. Lyme, yes, yes, yes. But now alpha-gal is the scary thing. And and I don't know if I could live without eating I'm I'm with you. (laughs) What would we do? Uh, I can't eat chicken the rest of my life. I love me a good burger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every now and then, a nice porterhouse. But I'm afraid even if you tried to avoid meat somehow you would accidentally eat it it's not like you know avoiding peanuts where it's all labeled and everything you know yeah. so it's easy to stumble across a piece of meat you know somehow in something that you're eating you know if cross contamination in a restaurant or something oh, yeah. like that yeah so. my wife karen had it she's allergic to, sh- to shellfish so if we oh, yeah. go to red lobster we'd have to make sure to cook her steak separate from Right, you know, and I know lots of people have that that issue. Yeah. Huh. I mean, now does does Grant have to ask if there's peanuts in this? I mean, uh, yeah, one of do. the Hughes brothers had to do that. We do at the restaurants, and we know with we know now which restaurants are good. We don't have to ask anymore. Good. They also have an allergy menu too. Every restaurant does. You just oh, have to okay. ask for it. An allergy, really? Yeah, and it's it's every allergen listed on there. That it lists. Your every entree and what's in it and what you shouldn't. I mean, what? Yeah, you, they know what to look for mm-hmm. if you're allergic. So because uh, different things can be. I mean, like milk can mm-hmm. be called about ten different things on a menu. Right. So you like casein, K or C A S E I N. I think. Okay. It's milk, dairy. It's just different names, and you got to memorize those names. So, yeah. The only case that I know is he keeps rolling along. Cases keep rolling along. And I, I I remember that from when Grant was allergic to milk, but he grew out of that one. Okay. Yeah, it is. Cason. See? C-A-S-E-I-N. Yep, it's dairy. It's dairy protein, basically. Oh, gosh. So, well, I, you know, for me, if I ever became lactose intolerant, I don't know. 
That'd be terrible. Yeah, I couldn't have cereal anymore. I'd have to go eat a steak for breakfast. <laughs> so. People do. Oh, my gosh, they do. Okay, is that all you got on that one? Yeah, that's it. Okay, well, let's get to the last segment. It's the weather word of the week. And it's time for the weather word of the week. And it's a phrase this week. And I saw it on TV and I thought, ooh, that is so, not TV, YouTube. This is so cool. Uh, so I thought I would use it for the weather word slash phrase. So, Corey, what is our weather word slash phrase of the week? It's hail fog. Hail fog. That's what I say every time I open the door and it's foggy. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. So what is hail fog? Hail fog. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> hail fog is an unusual type of fog. I would think so. Yeah. Uh, that forms shortly after a heavy hailstorm, which is cool, actually. Yeah. The cold balls of ice fall into warm, very moist air near the surface. As the hail accumulates on the ground, it cools the air just above the ground to the dew point, resulting in fog. Yeah. Yeah. There's some really interesting pictures. It's kind of similar to when at Silver City it rains on the hot pavement and the steam rises. Kind of similar yeah. to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that temperature right. differential? What are you looking at over there? I'm looking at... You know, a a blobo rain. Where's that? I don't know. South of here. East oh, I was going to say, is it over us? <laughs> it was for a second. No, it's, it's over, over me. Over Kirbyville now. It's over me. It's probably raining. Well, how about that? I mean, it's not severe. No. I guess I should but post. It's I more need to than post a blip something. now. Oh, well, you know, actually looking at radar, that thing is finally giving up the ghost <laughs> south of Nevada. Finally, but we're having spotty stuff developing. Uh, it's not going to be severe. They should drop that for thunderstorm watch for us. Anyway, yeah, well, it's only okay. Got another hour. Yeah, they'll they'll wait yeah. forty five minutes then. <laughs> yeah, we got stuff blowing up over 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 us. So I guess I probably better make a post on on Stormdar. But I can't do that while we're doing the podcast. But you know what? I think we've pretty much. Finished it may everything. have sprinkled over Branson for a minute, but the, it really blew up over Kirbyville. But, but right north happy. of Kirbyville. I can't wait to see the comments. Everybody's going to be commenting on the yeah. site. Anyway, like you said, most people are going to hear this tomorrow, so they don't care. No lightning yet. There is over in Ozark County, though. Yeah, that's really strange. But also, like we said earlier, uh, tomorrow we are in a marginal risk, at least for now, for some uh, potential one or two storms that might get some teeth. I mean, marginal is not anything widespread. Got a report of... Of uh, egg-sized hail, two inches, near uh, or in Camden County, way up there by the Lake of the Ozarks. Ostrich egg? Yeah, probably. Oh, okay. Boy, that'd kill some cows, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> no, it didn't say what type of egg this time. It doesn't say hen egg, but I'm guessing that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, they always say hen egg. But still, that's kind of like marble, because you can get a small egg, hen egg, this or extra true. large this hen egg. This is true. Yeah. Have you ever seen a hummingbird egg? They're tiny. Oh, I don't think so. Tiny, tiny. Oh, yeah. I see lots of those blue robin eggs out there. About the, the size covers. of an eraser on your pencil. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. they don't have time to, like, they, they, they move so fast, they just have to drop it sure. and go. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I mean, we, we, the Hummers are up. Mom's all happy. She's got Hummers now. I mean, I'm sure you got tons of them. Oh, yeah, they fight. <laughs> they fight all the time. 
Yeah. Oh, I wonder if mom did her front door or front porch. She has one she puts out in the front porch, so she might do that. Anyway, I think we're just blabbing now. So I guess this week, get your umbrella handy and see if there's any, you know, pay attention to the weather. And my confidence level isn't super high on any of that. Yeah. Because it's been, it's the forecasts have been spotty. You know what I'm saying? Yes. They've been off and on. Uh, some of them are good. Some of them are, I don't think they know for sure what's going to happen. Yeah. It's conditional, a lot of it. Th- that's the optimum word right there. It's, right. it's conditional because when you get a little boundary, like the boundary to- today was supposed to slide south through all that. Well, the, the west end of it just stayed up there in Nevada. Yep. So uh, it's, I'm glad they got rain up there, though. Man, they we do, too. It. So next week, let's see if that, that lowered at yeah, all. That would be interesting to see. I don't know. Okay. Well, got anything else? Nope. Okay. Well, uh, it's time to wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up. Have us show up in your newsfeed. <laughs> you can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Look at that drought. Okay, that does it for this time. So join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. <laughs>